Sham here with you for Free Clinic with Dr. Rajpan this morning. We got our first question from Vidya. It's about sleeping, Doctor. Hi, Doctor. I just want to ask you, lately I've been feeling very, 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 very sleepy. Although I've been completing my 8-hour sleep, but my 8-hour sleep is not uh, stagnant where I sleep in the afternoon for about 6 hours and at night I'll sleep another 4 hours or 5 hours. And then the next day when I wake up in the morning, I feel so sleepy. Why is that happening? Yeah, I think first of all, I think he's sleeping a lot actually. If you look at 6 hours in the afternoon and 4 hours at night, it's 10 hours. 10 hours is quite and a lot, any, yeah. They say, uh, you know, you shouldn't sleep less than 6 hours and you shouldn't sleep more than 8 hours because both are not good for the health. You know, you're just not moving at all. And normally sleep is best at night because of, you know, the way the body works. Uh, you release the good hormones at, you know, early mornings and the body rejuvenates. That's why we have day and night. So first thing I would do is actually stop my afternoon naps completely. I, you know, I wouldn't want the 6 hours in the afternoon at all. That's a bit too long for an yeah, afternoon too long, yeah, right, unless yeah. not more than half an hour or 45 minutes then hopefully the night you'll have that good 8 hours sleep now if because sometimes if you sleep too much also you just get more sleepy you get more tired so you know not exercising so I think they look at the overall lifestyle right nutrition exercise going to bed a nice time at night you know maybe 10 o'clock and then having a good 8 hours you know or 7 to 8 hours sleep that should be the most now if you're still feeling very sleepy I wanted to actually go and get a checkup medical checkup and see whether some Something else going on, you know. Is it uh, some other disturbance in the body, thyroid right. problems, you know, sleep apnea, all these other things that the doctors have to look at? So try this: stop afternoon sleep, get some exercise, eat right, get a good sleep at night. If all this not working out, go and get a medical checkup. Done. Right. So uh, you know, I've I've heard or read somewhere. This is basically me googling on stuff about how uh, sleep patterns and things like that. Is it still the general rule is sleep at night, seven to eight hours sleep? Or some have said to me that you know. It could also be six or five hours as long as it's a pattern that's consistent. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think the, the minimum is six hours, you know, because you need to get that four cycle. Each cycle is one and a half uh, hours, you know, the REM, non-REM sleep and all that. So you at least must get four to five cycles. So that's why the word is six to eight. So it's six to seven and a half hours. That's the right sort of sleep you need. The best way to know is whether when you wake up in the morning, are you fully refresh and alert there we have free clinic taking in all your questions here's akmal asking about gastric problems hi doctor about my gastric how can i manage my gastric because uh sometimes i eat uh, on time also i get attacked for for the gastric do you have any advice yeah Okay, gastric is something that, you know, if it's not getting better, you ne- again need to get a checkup done, whether you're dealing with something like a helicobacter mm. bacteria, you know, that uh, helicobacter can actually be one of the causes of gastritis. Now, the other thing, of course, regular meals, what type of meals you have, you know, whether stress, stress is another big area oh, that, wow. you know, can increase you know, all the wrong chemicals or wrong hormones increase your gastric juices poor sleep you know so eating a lot of things if you smoking that's another big cause for those who take alcohol that could be another cause you know eating the wrong type of foods or eating food late at night and then going to bed because this can cause reflux so there are many causes of gastritis and if it's something that's really troubling I think the best thing is still go back and see a doctor and see whether you actually need a scope done uh, check for helicobacter and then if all those are normal then you're just going back to a right lifestyle got it and it's not just as simple as uh, staying hungry for a long time you get gastric it's not no, just no. that no. I mean a lot of people do uh, things like intermittent fasting and they never get gastritis so no, it's nothing true. to do with yeah. that you know so I think it's overall lifestyle eating the wrong thing stress and you know maybe having bacteria in your stomach that could be the cause this morning we
with Dr. Rajpans. We have taken questions about sleep patterns, about gastritis, about uh, people going through gastric and their problems. Also got a question from Becca about eyesight, I think. Hi, Dr. Rajpans. So uh, I have an eyesight problem and it gets worse every year. So I've gone to the pharmacy and I see that they're selling these black glasses with holes in them and it's supposedly uh, supposed to help with my eyesight and supposed to make it better but I just want to ask does that actually work and what does it actually do? Actually, good question because I've never seen those type of glasses. Interesting. Uh, I mean, for your eyesight, uh, eye exercises, you know, taking the right nutrition, maybe certain supplements for the eyes. But I would rather go and check with your ophthalmologist, you know, okay. and see really why your eyesights are getting worse. Is something else going on? Whether you're using the right top of glasses. And maybe this question should be asked to the ophthalmologist who would be probably more aware of whether such glasses really do help or do work. Because I've never seen these. So, say something interesting. So, uh, I would still go back, look at lifestyle and then check with the ophthalmologist whether these glasses will really work for her yeah, and all help. This can't be just, uh, you know, going to a pharmacy, get something simple like a vitamin kind of thing and then just put it on and, and everything will be alright, I think. Huh? Yeah, so I don't think so it's going to work that way but uh, I mean, good to check with the ophthalmologist and see what they think of all this. Yeah, oh, I've seen those those uh, dotted glasses before. I don't know how, how you haven't seen it, but I don't know whether it works. I've tried to use it before but it just makes me a bit dizzy so I don't I don't use uh, it. So I mean yeah since you wear glasses you probably you have tried that so uh, no idea because I have never you know really uh, I don't wear glasses so maybe that's why I didn't look at the glasses yeah I think well best is like you said doctor you, you need to check with the uh, proper medical personnel for this uh, and opter sorry sometimes I forget these terms ophthalmologist ophthalmologist okay. Right. <laughs> okay we're still with Dr. Rajbans, president of Malaysian Wellness Society taking all your questions it is a free clinic Thursday uh, we've taken a few questions already right now about knee pain from Bob hi doctor good morning Okay, doctor, I got a knee problem. Uh, okay, I'm 40 years old. I'm 150 kg. Right, doctor? When I sit more than half an hour, one hour, when I stand up, my knee is very painful. I don't know why. Uh, can you help me, doctor? Yeah, I mean, he, obviously he's trying to ask whether his weight is is, uh, is the reason for his knee pain. Because I, I had an uncle once before... Uh, who told me that the reason I tore a tissue on my ankle while playing football is because of my weight. Does, does this whole weight thing affect, uh, you know, your joints or knee pain and, and any other pains? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, uh, you know, your joints take the bulk of your, you know, the weight and, the, you know, gravity pressure. So the heavier you are, the harder the knees have to work and those poor knees are just that they're holding on, you know, through that all their ligaments and their, their meniscus and whatever. And, and basically what's happening is weight has caused uh, probably some pressure and is getting uh, what we call osteoarthritis, you know, inflammation of the, the right. cartilage, the joints, and already he's having pain, so definitely he's going into uh, acute inflammation. Right. Now, of course, when he goes and sees a doctor, they will look at, you know, things like, you try supplements, certain supplements help your joint, but basically for him will be definitely weight loss. Doctors will give him some injections to reduce the pains, reduce the inflammation. But until he doesn't lose his weight, he's going to come back. Now, 
at 40 if he's not careful he's already heading to a state where he might need even need knee replacement but that's again sad because you know he's still young and you know you do you do a knee in your 40s you know your knees uh, i mean the joints got good now they last 20 30 years but still you know after a while they're going to wear out again especially if your weight doesn't come down so it's not too late for bob who's 40 years of age at 150 kilograms having knee pain problems probably because of his weight it's not too late for him to start losing weight the only way i know to lose weight is to exercise though doctor i mean if you look at weight nowadays from what we're getting our experience is 70 80 percent actually is your diet okay oh, that, uh, ex- all right, right yeah so i so exercise plays a, a part but not so much uh you know it's your food that you have to really look at and that's that's something that really you know the whole thing about what you need to is a whole topic by itself and exercise with him now he must look at certain exercises uh, one good thing will be to go to a physiotherapist learn exercises that will strengthen the knee Uh, walking for in a pool for example swimming these are things that won't cause joint effort you know and uh, once his joints less inflamed he can slowly improve his walking and slowly build up the exercise but I think diet going to be the mainstay it's the main yeah you did say 70 to 80 percent and I'm assuming when it comes to diet it's going to be a lot less saturated fats a lot less fat clean protein Um, am I getting it right here of high in fiber very low very low carbohydrates (laughs) refined carbs huh Yep. So low refined carbs, low saturated fats, a lot of uh, plant-based foods and uh, you know, uh, some like you said, a bit of lean meat and with exercise, you should lose weight. Thank you for sending in all the questions right now. We've got Mahmoud asking about one of the biggest Malaysian problems, cholesterol. Morning doctor, I have a problem with my cholesterol but I've been taking medication so lately it's been, it's been okay, under control. I, I check my cholesterol every three months. But I really want to know, I've been reading a lot of articles, what type of food causes an increase in your cholesterol level? Because some people say seafood, some people say, oh, but that's good cholesterol. Then they have bad cholesterol, I'm confused. Yeah, I think uh, the cholesterol debate is really going on now. You know, at one time it's bad. Now they say maybe not so bad. You know, 80% of the plug anyway is calcium, not cholesterol. So whether it's a calcium, you should look at not the cholesterol. So your cholesterol, was, you know, they say take low fat. Now they realize that it's not just the fat, it's the sugar that also gets converted to cholesterol. That yeah, ins- we'll that, insulin. Yeah. Insulin does that. So they convert you to, especially the very bad, the dangerous one called the very low density lipoprotein. So you got the low density, the LDL, which is bad. Then you got a VLDL, which is even worse and then you got a HDL the good cholesterol that takes cholesterol out of the vessel so basically simple cut off all refined carbohydrates your sugars okay. and that's a whole big thing for Malaysians and cut off fried saturated fats you know that's another big thing with your trans fats you know again back to very plant based diet some lean meat nuts you know some fruits so uh, together exercise now things like your good uh, fatty acids your like your fish oils for example all this can your avocados your some of your nuts can increase your good cholesterol uh, but I think the focus is a balance between the two exercise will increase your good cholesterol so it actually comes back to the basics it's not just the cholesterol it's eating a diet that nourishes your cells and that goes back to plant based that's where the focus is today we believe that humans if you look at how humans are we are actually meant to be happy be whereas you know we don't have canine teeth we can't produce our own uh, vitamin c just uh, you know like carnivores produce their own vitamin c our gut is more towards plant-based so that's i think the bulk of your diet if you look at the blue zones the okinawans the sardinians uh, you know the people from ikaria they actually very plant-based a little bit 20 percent of other things you know like meat so i think that's the way to go and i think your cholesterol and weight problems and all the metabolic diseases will be solved
Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think we as Malaysians are known to be people who do not like vegetables. I think we should increase on that and reduce on what you said. Uh, we should reduce. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Rajbans, for taking all the questions and uh, giving us an insight on some medical conditions that uh, we Malaysians are facing.